Hello! Welcome to Why Not Both, the podcast all about how our multiple passions and interests shape our identity and our lives. My name is Pam Schaefer, and I am a musician and therapist in Los Angeles, and I also happen to be your host. This podcast is produced by Laura Studeris, and for this season, we've partnered up with Under the Radar magazine. If you like what you hear, you can hang out with us on social media. We are on Twitter and Instagram at WNB, the podcast. And if you really, really like what you hear, please support us on Patreon. We are under Why Not Both podcast. When you join our Patreon, you get a whole bunch of really cool behind the scenes stuff and you get to chat with us. And that's pretty awesome. Thank you so much for your support. And I hope you enjoy our interviews. This week, we got to spend time with Joshua Henry, talking all about music and fatherhood and the exploration of self during this very curious time in history. I hope you enjoy our chat. I really do think that even though obviously, like, I love good things to happen in person, there have been so many amazing things that have happened remotely during this time that like have given me kind of renewed faith in, <laughs> in <Yeah>. people. <laughs> yeah, in people, I, a lot of my artist friends have been saying that like in this time of where remote is the new thing it's been a really fruitful time artistically um you just have fewer tools so you really and it's a, a very it has been a very emotional time last couple months last several months in 2020 yeah. so i feel like all the emotions are at the surface and we're really taking, you know, inventory of what's the most important thing to say and, and, and do. So we're moving with a lot more intention. And so artistically, it's like, it's, it's a really, you know, bountiful time in that way. Everything's right there, just ready to explode right onto the canvas. Yes. And I love what you said about moving with intention, because in a way, I mean, we could just be sitting here and not doing anything. Um, but we also could conversely be doing just about everything within these confines. And so it's learning, well, which of these things actually are important to me and which do I want to intentionally engage in? And that's, to me, at least that's really fascinating because I thrive when I have boundaries around my art, like I actually get more ideas. Um, but then it's like, well, which of these do I wanna follow with intent? Totally, totally. <laughs> it, it, that's, uh, that's everything for me right now. When it, when it, yeah, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> I mean, it's, that's that's what this time has been for, for for me. Like, in terms of this 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 album is just I, I've always wanted to do music. Music was my first love, and I've always wanted to put out my heart, my signature in music. And yeah. this time was a time where it was like, okay, well, when's when is there going to be a better time? Right. Home, you don't have the time, you know, I'm, I've done a primarily a lot of stage work, but you're not performing eight nights a week, you're home, you don't have to, what do you have to lose? Um, right. So do what's been on your heart, at least put, at least swing in that direction as, as big as you can. Yeah, yeah. It's like, at least go for it. Cause I like what you said about like, really, what else are you doing? <laughs> like. Yeah. I mean, you could be, you know, just watching the Queen's Gambit for the fifth time, which is totally reasonable. <laughs> um, it's a great show. <laughs> I, know I, almost, I almost went a second time and I was like, Josh, 
ah, now we're going a little more. You already got your fill. Let's just let's creating. Creating is the word this year. Yep. I, I almost started a second round of what we do in the shadows because it's so funny that like I was afraid that maybe I'd miss some of the funny the first time and was like, what if there's things that I missed? Like, should I watch it a second go just to make sure I didn't miss all of the funny? But can I just say real quick that I love the the the, the premise of this podcast? It's what really oh, attracted me. I, it's, as someone who has sort of, well, not sort of, has come up as a Renaissance guy in art, and I've really bought into the idea of, of doing, of being more than one thing. Yeah. Um, um, and, and not thinking in limitations, because that's really what it, which is, is we were told like, hey, pick one thing, stick to it, and then put some grease on dirt, and you just go for that. <laughs> Yeah, that is it's certainly not the way. just kind of sound like the authoritative, like what you should do, boys. Um, but but I never bought into that. Like, thank God, I never bought into that idea. I'm, I'm I got a toddler now who's about to be three. Oh. I've got wins on the way in 10 weeks. I've got lots I want to do in art. I'm embarking on a career as a recording artist. Um, and I mean, there's so many things. I'm writing musical, I'm writing film and TV. And, and I just really believe, um, you know, that we don't have to limit ourselves and say, stick to one thing. Um, and certainly if you want, you know, mastery and, and you know, if you, if you feel like you're here for just for one purpose, then go go for it. But I just love the idea of, of throwing a lot of paint on the wall and, and, and going for it. Yeah, and seeing kind of like seeing what sticks and also exploring those different paths because you're right in that there's not like infinite time. And so you're right when it comes to mastery of something where you do have to like actually dedicate practice to it. Yeah. But in general, defining yourself by one thing. I mean, I'm so glad you said that about the podcast. That's why I started it is that it frankly kind of confuses me. Like I know that there are people out there who are like, I have this one passion that like, this is really what I'm driven to do. But like, mm -hmm. I had never operated on that premise. And I was like, I'm sure that there are other people who haven't either. Um, and I'm really curious to talk to them. Um, because like, at least for me, like the things that I do, if I'm passionate about one thing, and then I'm passionate about another thing, it almost like amplifies the passion, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It, it really does. And I don't know about you, but like the people that I am most interested in the, well i'll say it for me the people that have inspired me the most are the people that are you know have many disciplines even if it's yeah. in music the the stevie wonders who can do so many instruments you know right yeah. now i'm childish gambino is, a, is i'm a big fan of him and he oh does God. music he does tv he does movies um and and he just will not be it's like you can't pin him down um, into one genre, even of, of music, like it's hard yeah. to say, but and he's I, a whole, right, right, right. And you, I, I just love, love that idea. Um, I mean, and what you're describing, it sounds similar where it's like, I don't know, there is something to be said about being like, okay, I'm going to stay in my lane and really, you know, do one thing. But also when you can't pin someone down, 
that kind of makes it more exciting. Like when they put something out, you're like, what are they going to do next? <laughs> like, I mean, what am I going to see? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm thinking, I, my favorite artists are like, like I said, Charles Gambino, a prince. You know, you never know what they're going to, I mean, back when Outkast was like pumping out, you know, songs. Yeah. Like, oh, what, what's, what's it going to be now? Yeah. That mark, you know, as I think about like the music I'm about to put out, um, that's one thing that me and my producer nephew, he, he really encouraged me to be, to use my full voice, you know, mm -hmm. my, my best voice all the way up to that, my highest falsetto um, and, and paint in bright, bright colors of who I am talking about whether it's, you know, politics or my son or my, my wife um, or just what it means to have fun for me, you know, um, I, I, um, or, or just talking about the vulnerability of needing to be held as someone yeah. who's had big dreams, um, but also understand the, the importance of, of being held by your family in the midst of that, you know, um, you, you, those are the things that we really try to lean into that I, that I to write about. And, and also sonically, like, I just didn't want to limit myself because I can do so many things and thank God, like, this record label, Esper Records, like really believed in, mm -hmm. in that. And I'm super mm -hmm. excited. I can't wait for folks to hear the, the surprises to come. Well, and you said something that stuck out to me, which I loved. And that is that a lot of times people will ask female artists how they balance parenthood and family with being an artist. And it's something that male artists don't often bring up um, because we assume different things of male artists. True that, true that. <laughs> <laughs> And so it's beautiful that you brought that up as part of your identity and as part of what like informs in a way like your art and the things that you do like that was in your list of I'm like, oh my God, I want to ask you about like all the stuff that you're doing, and especially about like the process of making this album, but that you brought up the human side of it and also the nurturant side of it of being a father. I, I before I got on the Zoom call with you, I just like w did a little walk around my, my, my room and I was like, oh my God, I love this boy. Like I was just thinking about my son. I was like, ah, oh, I love this boy so damn much. It, it really, I love being a father. I really do. And, and, and being a father has enhanced everything, every aspect of my life in love and patience and in being a more, uh, a more intentional artist. And so, yeah, I mean, it's important for me and, and, and to, to, to have a great family life, you know, um, at one point in my life, you know, my career was more important, you know, mm -hmm. and, but I made a commitment um, to myself and to my wife and to my little boy that, you know, what, I've, that you have to take care of what's a, of your, you only get a family, one family, I think. Yeah. The different types of families, but the family that you are blessed to, to to be a part of, and um, you know, and my wife Catherine, who's just so supportive of me. She was the one who was like, "Josh, you got to get on this music now." Last year, because I know what this means to you. You've talked about it yeah. since I met you 15 years ago, um, and so so she's my family has pushed me. Um, to be the best artist that I can be. And so of course I have to put them first. Right. Um, and, 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 you know, they also understand what I, what I want to do. Um, my wife has really bought, bought into what I'm trying to do and, 
in music and in the arts and just in spreading a message of growth. And when you have that, you gotta elevate that on a pedestal. And, and you know, that's, that's just the first thing for me. I just like, I'm like nodding. You can't see me, but I'm nodding. I'm just like, yes. <laughs> you agree, I'm glad, I'm glad. Yes, well, supporting the people who support you. I think that there's this mythos of like, that artists just emerge from nowhere or conversely, like we're these little butterflies that people have to like cater to and that we can't take care of other people. Mm, mm -hmm. um, and you're like, nope, nope, there's there's a middle ground there. <laughs> <laughs> there is. Really oh, that's so sweet to hear also that like she's the one that encouraged you to make this album because you said like you felt like this album was kind of in you for a long time but especially with a focus on performing like I can imagine that even if you had it within you performing is I mean invigorating but also draining and so trying to then focus on your own stuff while you're performing that sounds very difficult. Let me tell you something it you know we do shows eight times a week on Broadway um, or off Broadway, it, it's hard to really dedicate the 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 emotional and physical space to explore a whole different medium. I don't care who you are. Like for me, and and I music was the first thing that that was my first love. So when I would get in the studio sometimes on the day off, and you just want to throw your voice around, like literally, I just love the expression of throwing paint on the canvas. I would have to think about you know. Ooh, well, oof, I got a matinee to, or I got to be okay in like 36 yeah. hours, you know, so I can't mess around with my voice just like, like that. Yeah. Um, so there, not being in a show at this time is like, oof, it, it's great. It's great. You know, I miss being on stage, but like this time when you get to just, I, I like to go places I haven't been before. Yeah. And, you know, when I'm recording music, especially if it's my music, I close my eyes and I go inside of myself. And it's not about an audience of 1500 people in front of me. It's about what I'm feeling um, and trying to connect with the listener. Um, and, and that's all I'm thinking about. So yeah, it's hard to do that when you're in a show at the same time. <laughs> so I'm yeah. glad, you know, like we said, this time to bring it back, it has been a, a fruitful time in a lot of ways. And that's one of them for me. And it seems almost like there's kind of, you know, in kind of the thesis of the podcast, why not both? It's like, you can't technically do two things at the same time, but you can have different kind of seasons of interests, <laughs> um, yeah. is how yeah. I perceive it. Um, where it's like, it sounds like you had like your performing season and now you actually got your recording season. And now you're kind of entering a new season of then, I'm really curious what it'll be like to share this music with other people. Like that's gonna be really fascinating. <laughs> I can't wait. I've already started sharing just a little bit. I've released two songs, Hold Me and Stand Up. Um, mm -hmm. but, but I love what you said about seasons, though, because a lot of the times we feel like we can't do, like you said, two things at one time. But while I was doing shows, I was, start, I was writing music. I yep. was playing around with my guitar. So I think there's a, a really important thing for me that, that means like when you are, even when you're harvesting, you're still planting. Yes, it's the whole like, it's a rotation of crops, which that's funny coming from a girl who 
was born and raised in LA. So that metaphor might not actually make sense. Um, well, <laughs> I'm feel like, it, feel it, it, though. I felt it. I felt in it the brain, that made sense. Um, I think you asked um, what, what this new sort of season will be for me, like yes. sharing music. Yes. And I think that um, I'm very excited about that because I'm so new in it. And I, I just love the feeling of, I don't know. I like the, I like getting lost. I like exploring and sort of like finding my way, you know, not knowing all the answers. I really, it excites me. So, so in, as I'm sharing this music, I'm hearing some great responses and, and I can't wait to share even more. The cool thing about music is you don't get immediate response, right? right? You don't, you, you're like, okay, well, the song drops today and you know then numbers come in later or it takes a couple weeks or it could take six months before a song or sometimes a year before a song gains like a lot of traction yeah um i'm i'm really i'm loving learning this process but i i I really really enjoy the process of, of of creating music um and sharing my heart Um, because I've wanted to do it for such a long time, as I said. Well, and it's so different than performance, where performance, you see the results immediately, whereas when you record music, you have to be very gratified of just to even make it, because you either don't know what the response is, or you don't see it for a while. So, like, it's just such a different relationship. Yeah, it is. You know, it's really cool, though, like a friend of mine um, (laughs) sent me a a message, a, a video of my song hold me playing in some gyms. Oh my God. And it fitness. I was like, okay, now that's kind of cool. Like my video, you know, those flat screen TVs that are just like in gyms. Yeah. Um, I was like, okay, now that's, they talk about arrival. It's like, if, if I'm playing while you do on the treadmill or on the little staircase, <laughs> I am in it to win it. It made me feel really good. You know, I've always th- thought about that song hold me as like a, that's like a finisher on Soul Cycle, or like just when you're on the treadmill. Yes. Just that, yes. You know, you're like, oh, I got it. Oh, I got it. It's just, it's right there, finish line. <laughs> so that, it's, that's amazing. Cause I sometimes wonder, like, what are people's experiences with your songs? Like, when you put a song out into the world, people can do with it what they will. And sometimes I wonder that of like, where are you listening to me? And that's amazing that you're like, you are listening to me while you are uh, getting ripped. That's amazing. Honestly, like, <laughs> better compliment. But my, my first song is, it's homey. It's about vulnerability, right? Like, yeah. hold me, don't hold me back. And like the fact that people can listen to that while they're doing some, like listen to it like a, a, a just a song about being open and and speaking their heart while they're doing something great for their body. I'm like, I don't need no Grammy. I I see this right now. You know, I I that yeah. Getting that um getting that video was really cool from my oh, friends. Oh, I was like, and I'm so glad that you have good friends that are like out there spotting your song and being like, here you go. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, oh, because that's also important. Like you were talking about your family supporting you, that especially when you're following multiple artistic paths, having people that are in your corner and reminding you, like, hey, that album you wanted to write, you should do that. You should record it now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, family, like I said, Catherine, friends, fans who, you know, I, I put up a lot of guitar covers on on Instagram and and they hear your music or they hear your cover of something like, you know what, you really should do this. Like, where's your stuff? Where's 
for stuff, Josh. And so every, all arrows and signs pointed toward this, this um, towards me releasing my music. Um, yeah. And I, I don't think I could have, you just need little markers like that along the way. And then sometimes you need a, a, a pandemic to really <laughs> stitch your behind down. You're like, and, sometimes, yeah, you need a really subtle cue. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's really, these things don't just happen out of thin air. It's a lot of support, a lot of encouragement, and a lot of, you know, I just think about just the people on social media who you don't know that well, but they feel like they really know you through your art. Yeah. Uh, and they support you, me as an artist and as a person who is, is always trying to, to grow you know, and, and as a family man, they love my, my wife. They send me encouraging messages and my, my son, Samson. And, uh, you know, it feels good to give them something, a piece of my heart um, and just what's been on the inside, outside of a, a character that they may have seen me play. That's what's really special about this moment. Well, and that's so different than when you are playing a character, you're serving someone else's story, which is powerful, but it sounds like people really wanted to hear yours. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no better, as an artist, like, what a, what a, what an honor to be like, oh, I love what you do with all those things, but like, I'm really interested in you as a person. I'm having, thankfully, a lot of folks reach out since I've released my, just those two songs. Mm -hmm. um, and being like, hey, since we've heard that your songs, we've gone to your Instagram, we really love your grow with that message, message of growth. And we see that mm -hmm. you're a family man and we see what you're trying to put. And I'm like, wow, that, that, that there's like who I am as an artist and who as I am as a person. And what I love about this moment is that all of those things are sort of together in this amazing, um, spinning ball right now. Yes. <laughs> not a, I was gonna say, what's the cat ball again? I was trying to tie it into the tether. <laughs> um, you know, it's just like, I used to think that, I, I really used to think, Pam, that I got my art here and I'm a rocket ship in that way. And then I got my family life here. And then, you know, I've gotta be, I've gotta be who I gotta be over there. And now it's like a, a great friend of mine, Andre Burns said it like, it's really like a jazz, three-piece combo, you know? Yes. Sometimes yes. You know, the, the pianist takes a solo and the bass and the drums, they chill. They, you know, they keep time. And then the bass comes out and then, you know, and that's what being a full human is. That's what being an artist, a human first. Um, but that's what this whole thing is for me now. It's not just like, I gotta get this thing done. I have my goals, but I understand seasons now, like you said. and. And I think having a kid, having been in the business of, you know, for 15 years on Broadway, film and television, and getting, asking a lot of questions <laughs> to the OGs of yeah. how they navigate, you know, getting, the, getting that knowledge any way you can is now you, you're in a place where like, okay, I, I get what balance means for me. Well, and it sounds like you want to provide that to others too, which is really powerful. And it sounds like people are responding well to that because that you know, what you're saying, like the message of like, grow with me. You're not saying like, here's the thing you've reached and now you've reached the thing and you're done. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. It's more like, how do these things interact? How do you interact with others? Like I was reading about, um, you'd started uh, the do something, the strength through service program. And I was like, oh, I was like, tell me more about that. Cause that to me is like, I was like, how do you participate in that? 
what is that all about? Because that seems to dovetail with what you're talking about of like being interconnected with other people. Yeah, I mean, I think service is a big part of being a full human. Like we need something to believe in. Um, and I think it's it's part of health as a human and an artist. And so do something.org is this incredible organization that I partnered with to release my song, Stand Up. And um, their strength through service program is all about getting lots of kids around the globe to collect excess food and clothes for, for the uh, for the hungry and those who need need it at this time. Mm -hmm. um, they're all about finding ways to encourage people to vote. They have campaigns that you can like really get people to vote. Um, they have ways to any way that you want to affect the environment. If you want to be involved more politically, if you just want to understand how to go to food banks or go to places where there's elderly folks who are really lonely right now. Yeah. You know, they have easy ways that you can get involved and, and do something that makes a, a huge impact. Because as we know, it's not about moving mountains. You know, it's it's about the little things that we do from day to day. So that's what that's why I'm so excited to partner with do something with that song stand up. Yeah. Um, especially at a time where we need, you know, we want folks want something to believe in and they want to serve. It makes you feel good to, to, to do something for the greater good. So go to do something.org. They have just incredible ways you can get involved really easily. Helping other people, especially during a time like this, like when you were talking about that this was the perfect time to record your album, like it's weird. It's almost like there's this split of like, for some people, this is the perfect time for reflection and it's the perfect time for creating things. And then for others, they've been struggling so much during this time. And so it's like, it's important to realize, hey, I can do something to help other people because my experience of this might be very different from someone else's. So even if it's something small, it can make a really big difference to someone who's having a wildly different experience of the pandemic. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like... <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Back to your season's point, like some people are like, I'm creating so much right now. Or some people are just literally just trying to get up off the couch. And that was me for, yeah. for a, a while back in 2020. But the act of, of, of doing something outside of, of what you, me, you and Pam, we have to do yeah. um, can really just, it can lift you up and it can inspire you to then think about something outside of your situation. And then it can, you know, spur on a piece of music, you know, that next suite on the harmonium that, that you, can try to, <laughs> you know, you know, talking to someone at an elderly home and, and you know, about their life and their experience, you know, and what, what they're grateful for, you know, just get curious about that. Um, yeah. I, I kind of really can shake up your, what's going on in your life. Well, yeah, and it's very, it's important to be curious about other people's experience. Like that is one thing that I've been telling people throughout all of this, like working in mental health is that it's like, we're all going through various phases of blah. Like this isn't good for anybody. Like no one's like, oh my God, this is amazing. Um, but there's various uh, aspects of that. <laughs> like some people it's more blah than others. Um, and if you're feeling particularly blah, go help someone who's maybe having a worse time. Um, because it gets you outside of your experience. Like, I think I said to a client, I was just like, your suffering doesn't help anyone else. Cause like he was 
he was feeling guilty that like he hadn't suffered more I guess um mm -hmm. talking about how he's like should I be suffering more like should I feel worse and I'm like no how does that like benefit anybody else if you're sitting there feeling bad <laughs> he was like oh I hadn't thought about it that way <laughs> and I was like I was like use your advantages to help other people um like I know a lot of friends who've gotten involved a lot more with like volunteering during this time like for that reason and I've frankly been more involved as well because if you're feeling bad about your situation like yes it's valid to feel bad but also be like hey there's probably someone else that feels bad it feels really good to help other people so that makes you feel better and then also you've like helped someone else <laughs> and probably they feel better <laughs> yes. yeah it's an empowering feeling it's a win-win yeah for sure yeah oh i love that you partnered with them for that i was like that's amazing um because yeah i was like what a good use of music and message well done <laughs> kind of overlap it's, it, we're i'm trying to move trying to move in like i said with intention and purpose and, and anytime who you are and what you're trying attempting to put into the world can overlap it's like okay great yeah this isn't just art this is me yeah this yeah well, and I find that I don't know if you have this experience, but I connect the best with art when I do feel like it's an expression of the person. Oh, you, you, Pam, you know, we know when someone is not, when is, is doing something, putting on an image that's not them. Yeah. You know? And it's, it's, you know, what I think about my favorite artists, the, all of our favorite artists, whether you, or we love them because they're authentic to who they are. Yes. That, that's the one thing that draws you in to an artist. I remember when we were talking about the kind of the clothes that I will wear, you know, when I just started, you know, releasing my, my video and, and putting a, an image out there as a recording artist. And, and I had a conversation with my manager. I, I really wanted to be close to my, as close to my, what I usually do as possible. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be something that I'm not. I understand a character. I understand like, so I, I get that, you know, if you want to dress up and you want to do you know, like no shade on anyone for like being as as glitzed out and fabulous and and you know extra as you want to be but for me i wanted to be myself um and thankfully that's what we're that's what it is that's what we're doing yeah. um <laughs> and i'm not fancy i'm not like you know i've i enjoy hard work i enjoy artistry i enjoy getting lost in the grind of growth like that's what i love to do and you know that's i wanted what i was wearing to reflect that as much as possible so that's awesome and, and yeah like when it's authentic to you even if it is a character who's very extra i feel like even those have to have a kernel of the person in them yes absolutely whatever it is you, you got it, it has to begin with you it can't start from oh i the center of this song or the center of the i mean it's certainly writing for other people in other situations but i know when i'm doing when i'm writing and i'm or doing a character like i have to find some kind of strand of similarity um, yeah. whether i don't approve or i don't like this person like there's there's got to be one strand i mean that's what we do as artists is connect find the common humanity um and if we're not doing that then what are we doing, Pam? <laughs> We're spiraling into the abyss. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
Well, and what you were saying is that like, especially in yours, it sounds like you just have such a clear intention in this and that in a way, even though you did bring yourself to your characters, it sounds like you got the chance to finally just sit with yourself and be like, oh, what's just purely me here? What do I purely want to express artistically? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm just grateful that I have got a record label that really gets that and a producer who really encouraged me along that along that path. I, to, I'm going to be real with you. Like, it's a new season for me because I have been, I came up thinking you have to do things right, you know? Mm. And the idea of feeling, yeah, I've had a strange emotion, connection with my emotions. Sometimes, you know, I would set them aside very almost violently and be like, no, I don't, I'm not going to feel this right now because I know what I want to do. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie for a while that served me, you know, coming to New York city as an artist, you know, staying super focused, um, staying up till three in the morning, sometimes just like slaving away on, on the things that I really, I shouldn't say slaving, but like just doing what I wanted to do, putting yeah. the, you know, yeah. and, and that, re- that was a system that got me to a certain point and I honor that. Um, and now I'm at a place where that doesn't feel right anymore. Right. You know, and it feels, it feels true to Joshua Henry to be more open and, and more vulnerable and talk about what got me here, you know, my love, my passion and, and the, the journey along the way. And I want to talk about that even more. I find I was doing it in real life, like in, in, you know, in, on the Instagram talking about growth and grow with that. And it just feels right to talk about that in music. It's the next move for me um, personally and artistically. Um, if that collision, beautiful collision feels right. And I like what you noted that it's like the previous mode did get you to where you are, but you're like, just because that's how I did it before, it doesn't mean that's how I have to continue doing this. Hmm. You know. Uh, we get, we get, uh, you can get caught into a trap of thinking that, you know, the way I pushed myself, you know, in, in the gym, it's like who, who I was six years ago. Now I'm going to work out that way. You know, I, I used to eat like this. This is what got me to a certain point. Now I'm going to continue eating like that forever. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm 36 years old and wonderfully young and vibrant and got a lot of promise. And I'm not going to move through the world like I did when I was 26. I just re- refuse to because. It just, I'm, I'm more seasoned. I know more. Like, you know, we gotta, it, it, we really just gotta stay cognizant. I'm trying to stay cognizant of the seasons of life and flowing with them. And, you know, when you got a new season that you're walking into, recognize it and breathe into that new season. You know, it's- I'm uh, nodding. I'm nodding so hard. <laughs> like, I, I'm not- I'm going to narrate what I'm doing so you know how much I'm nodding. <laughs> it's just nod, almost broke my neck nod. Exactly, I have big headphones on nodding. Um, yeah, and like, that's exactly right of like, that sounds like it served you when you were, and I think that that's important for people to know that like, even within an artist's life, like mm-hmm. what you're doing when you're like in your early 20s is gonna look different than what you're doing in your 30s. It's gonna look different than what you're doing in your 40s. Like it's going to look different and that doesn't make it bad. 
like it simply is different. Um, and especially when you're working in multiple fields and expanding in different directions, that would be actually kind of silly if you decided to do everything the same way. Like that would be a weird paradox. If you're like, well, I want to write a musical, so I'm going to treat it the exact same way as I did approaching Broadway when I was like in my early 20s. It would be like, hmm? <laughs> it just would not work out. It really yeah. not work. I, as speaking of workout, like I love to work out. And I remember being in the gym before everything shut down, like on March 9th. Uh -huh. And I was talking to this trainer there who, a little sequitur, but he, she was, I think she was 53 years old, mm -hmm. incredible, phenomenal shape. And I'm like, what's your, what is your secret? You know, I'm always trying to ask folks that I respect and have done incredible things. Like, what, what, what is, you know, how are you getting, give me a nugget. Yeah. And she was like, you know what? I used to be able to lift like you because she saw how I work out. I used to lift yeah. easy, heavy all the time. And my body doesn't want to do that anymore. So, so I didn't kill myself emotionally over that fact. Like I embrace yoga more. I started swimming more. I started mm -hmm. dancing more. And that's now, that is my new phenomenon. Like that's my new secret, you know? And I was like, okay, okay. She just dropped some confetti on my, on my soul. <laughs> you know, you get, you, you, we, we, yeah, I mean that. This is you. Can, you have to redefine. You have to understand. If you're knocking up against something, gosh, my knee hurts working out like this. My brain hurts in this. You know, my soul hurts doing in this new medium. Or there's nothing going on on stage right now. Yeah. You can plant seeds in another direction. It's yes. life saying that now it might be not a season to do Broadway. I mean, you don't need to, a guru to tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, welcome to the worst kept secret. Um, <laughs> and, you, and you can fight it. You can certainly fight to stay how you operated, you know. <laughs> but I love this guy. His name is Jim Quick. He says, if you fight for your limitations, you get to keep them. You know, oh. you, if you want to <laughs> fight with life, like, go ahead. All you right, know, yeah, you could do that. <laughs> I mean, you can get bloody knuckles uh, if you want, and a and a, but it, it's a lot more easy to flow and be like, be like the water, like Bruce Lee said. Yep, yep, and that's definitely just thinking about that metaphor of like you could fight it, and you see a lot of people doing that in the arts, or at least I feel like I witnessed that a lot, where people don't want to let go, and even sometimes in audiences where someone. It always strikes me as odd when someone's like, God, that sounds so different than their last album. Like when they say that about artists, I'm like, why would you want to hear like another one of that? Al you have that album. Isn't it cool that they made like a not that album next? <laughs> like <laughs> well, that, that's what keeps us trapped. As artists, we want to hold on to the thing that we thought you thought was amazing. Yeah. Instead of doing the thing that is coming through organically now. Yeah, and, and album sales and 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 money gets can that that allure can just be intoxic. I mean, intoxicating. Yeah, uh, I mean, we we all do it. I don't. I <laughs> we, we do it. We do it. I'm like I've definitely done that. And you find yourself at a place, and we see it all the time in in artists, at different accounts. Lady Gaga talks about it a lot. You know, a lot of artists talk about being in that place where, wait, is this me? Yeah. Maybe it was. Beyonce talks about, you know, being 
Sasha Fierce, like, yeah. she's like, okay, yeah, this is the thing that I needed because it got me through being a, an amazing performer. You know, I need that little bit of mask, but like now she's at a place, Beyonce, where no, she's going to talk about exactly what she wants to talk about. Yes. She wants these dissonant chords. She wants 10 key changes, Pam. <laughs> that I'm just like Beyonce is now prog rock <laughs> look listen you're the one that I need I mean just all the way up and oh. she's like this is what feeds me I've already you know yes and I, I bet you she sleeps I mean she I imagine she does sleep very well at night but <laughs> I certainly hope plate, so <laughs> I, just, I, I hope so I would like to think that Queen B sleeps all right you all right B yeah um, I was just like I hope you're doing okay during this we love you yes um but yeah getting to the place where you're like, okay, pivot, got it. I can do this. For me, that's Broadway. I love Broadway. I will do it again. I certainly will. I'm looking forward to doing it again. But, you know, it's like, where's your heart right now? Yeah. What have you always wanted to do? You know, what comes naturally to you? What have, what has everyone always encouraged you to do, Joshua? Um, and, and now there's this moment. And I could sit in my room and I could have been, you know, like I was in early last March, devastated, like a lot of us were. Yeah. Um, like, oh my gosh, like, uh, let me, or I could follow the signs that life was putting up for so long. Um, and, you know, all signs pointed to a direction. Well, and it's also normal that at the beginning of this, all of us had fear responses. And like, one of the fear responses is, freeze which a lot of people did like I called oh. potato mode where everyone was just sort of like and now I'm done I am now a potato um <laughs> and some people experienced what's really interesting about uh the fear response of flight is that it actually looks like uh just productivity but like oh like manic productivity like really over the top like not sleeping productivity and that's usually actually sparked by fear um yeah. so the people that you saw at the very beginning of this who were like I'm doing 17,000 things. That's actually a fear response. Um, <laughs> so yeah. I felt really bad that like, um, basically the potatoes were really sad because they're like, oh, am I not doing enough? Like, look at the people doing 17,000 things. And I had to be like, by the way, the people who are doing 17,000 things are actually just as scared as you. They're just expressing it differently. <laughs> like, or, yeah. And, you know, and... I mean, I, I do want to also say that I feel like some people, you know, uh, could have been telling the God honest truth and being like, you know what, here's what I'm doing and I'm happy and I'm proud of that. Um, and it, But for me, I will say that Pam, like that was me. I was the productivity guy and, and it, I really had to slam the brakes because I wasn't taking inventory of how I was really feeling. I had to really yes. just say, stop, 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 stop. Again, all signs were pointing towards Josh Sitcho behind down. <laughs> yes. It's like if we look around and we listen, you know, <laughs> we can really get those signs. Um, and I had to really just think about, okay, well, what's productive right now? You know what? Peace. Yeah. Thinking about how you feel. Sitting, sitting and crying because of what you because of the news right now. Yeah. You know what? Feeling fully this feeling of devastation and not trying to just shoot your head above water for the for, for oxygen you know sitting in this moment sit in a moment and feel it and let it wash over you with the understanding that it's it's not going to be forever but 
you know, that that is productive. That was really productive for me, I'll say. And it's what then, when the time came, spurred me on to do the next thing. But had I skipped over, had I rushed through my emotions and just yeah. been like, no, I still get the job done, you know, yep. <laughs> I'm get the job right now. I don't think, you know, the songs that I wrote, especially the first one, Hold Me, could have came out so openly and so purely, you know, because like you said, I, I, you could, you would hear the muscle in that. You would hear the false um, overcoming in that. Yeah. The allowing of, of what needed to come through, come, came through. Um, so, yeah. Well, Man. it sounds like but, you made your way through your emotions. Like that's the cool thing about emotions is you're right. They're temporary when you're like, it doesn't last forever, but you have to make your way through them. Otherwise you squish them down and then they come out at a weird time. Um, that happens or you get stuck in them and then you're like, oh no, I'm in a spiral. And it sounds like you took the time to just like sit with them and make your way through them. Let me tell you something that through a lot of, uh, thank you for saying that. And yes, I did. And a lot of prayer and you know, therapy over the years and has helped me with that and the support of my family and my incredible wife. Like, it's just a combination of all those things that, you know, that helped me to do that. I'm just sitting here being like, can you teach the rest of the men's? Well, I appreciate that. I, I learned from a lot of really cool men's. I, I have this like I've been saying, this the series called Grow With That that you can catch on my YouTube page, mm -hmm. Joshua Official, where I I seek out this knowledge from the people that are are that I really respect. Yes. You know, and I ask them, how do you deal? Amazing men like Michael McElroy and Leslie Odom Jr. Mm -hmm. um, and women, you know, Sierra Renee and um, Amber Iman, like just incredible performers. Um, and, and, and I want to know how they navigate these moments because I need that help. We all need that, that, that help. Yes. <laughs> we don't just, you don't just get to one level. I mean, I'm sitting right here. I've got nine Raleigh posters on, right behind me. And just because I have, that doesn't mean that I don't need a lot of help. Yes. A lot of help, you know, and that's one thing that I, I'm, I'm, I, I try to put out there and try and encourage myself is that it's all a growth, you know, it's all a growth moment. And we take these moments and we grow with them. We grow with this, we grow with that. And, you know, find different ways to grow because it's just endless, it's endless. And thank you for saying that like publicly that you're like, yes, I have all this stuff and I need help. Um, a lot of people seem to not get that message or compare themselves to others. Um, I see this a lot with like clients, friends, artists, everybody, where it's like, you think that at a certain level, you'll achieve this status where you just, you don't need help, but we actually are interdependent creatures. That is how we are designed. Um, <laughs> and so it's, it's false. There's, there's no one out there that is invulnerable. No one. I was... I was doing Hamilton in Chicago in 2016. Um, and I had signed a contract to go do Carousel this, on Broadway, the role of Billy Bigelow, like the big role. Mm -hmm. And I, I was sitting in my dressing room and I knew the moment where I was like, I feel like I, I'm not really sure what's next after that. Like, I, I, I need more meaning. I need more, I need a new 
avenue of expression. And so I felt that urge, you know, mm-hmm. even way back then to, to, to do something new. Um, and I could have I stayed in the thing and, you know, I, but I, I needed help to find out what that thing was. And I, that's, that was a time when I was deep in therapy. I'm talking like, you know, well, you know, once a week I would go, I would yeah. talk to my, my therapist and be like, just try to sort through some ways that I had been thinking because the system that I was using again was, was now fading away. And it's like, mm-hmm. what used to feed me didn't feed me anymore. And, um, man. I'm so yeah. glad that you sought help and also that you are publicly talking about therapy. That's, I mean, I was being slightly sarcastic when I said, can you teach the men's? Uh, but I think it's really important to have people out there who are talking about positive masculinity, because a lot of times we talk about toxic masculinity, because wow, is there a lot of it? But then it's really hard to point to like, okay, well, what's positive masculinity? How can you engage in masculinity in a beneficial way, in an interconnected way, in a very humanitarian way? Um, And so it's great to have you out there talking about this, because a lot of times, I mean, I would have to say most of my clientele as a therapist, um, I'll get the occasional cis man most of my clients are not cis men. And when cis men come to me, it's mostly that they don't have a lot of the emotional tools to get them through life and that they were, for the most part, um, dissuaded from using them earlier. So they never had to learn them or use them. And I think that that does men a disservice. Um, But then it's hard then in my position as a cis woman to be like, here, let me teach you. Um, Because I don't relate to being a man. Um, I relate, if anything, to being a woman or a gender. Like if someone referred to me as not a man or a woman, I'd be like, great, cool. I'm a human. Awesome. But like, I don't know then how to relate to people that are like, oh, I identify as being strongly masculine, but I have so many problems with masculinity. So having people who identify as masculine and have all these traits, I'm like, yes, more of this, <laughs> please <laughs> like, tell everyone. <laughs> I really appreciate that, Pam. I, it, it's, it's, it's been uh, several growth seasons since 2016. And it's just like, it's a new season where you just want to be who you are. And, and what feels good is I'm not trying to be like, hey, I, I, I'm doing it because I feel like I've been through it. And I'm still therapy, still a part of my life, but like, you know, when you tell your story and you've been through something, um, you give people permission to be, to seek help um, yeah. and who they are. And, and there's, it's just, we said there's nothing wrong with asking for help. I like to say there's everything right with asking for help. I mean, yes. you know, every, from, from you know, Michael Jordan needed a Pippin. He knew he needed a Pippin. You know, every, every, we all, we all need help. I don't care if you feel like you've got it all figured out. The people who are motivational speakers, you know, therapists like you, Pam, they go to someone and they seek help. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like there was a meme I saw that cracked me up that it was like therapists have therapists and their therapists have Fiona Apple. Um, Nice. I was like, you're not wrong. Fiona Apple is our earth therapist. Um, But uh, I definitely, I think that it's important to ask for help and for support because especially the people who are in the fields where either you're giving forth as an artist or you're giving forth as a healer, 
like that's all the more reason that then you would actually need support and help. Like I know that after a session day, one of my pod mates like is so sweet. Like he'll always like pet my hair and ask me what food I'd like. Um, like he basically treats me like a, a really tired hedgehog. Um, and <laughs> that's much appreciated because at that point I'm kind of a tired hedgehog. Um, and I love that. I love that it's like, of course you can support the person that's like supporting other people. Cause I'm sure I could stumble in the kitchen and figure something out. But it's really nice <laughs> to have someone be like, you okay? Would you like snack? <laughs> yeah. That's special. It's really special. And so, you know, and like we were talking about before, like then if you ask for help, you give someone the gift of helping you. People feel really good helping others. Oh my goodness. They do. Like <laughs> And you have to let someone help you sometimes. You got to really let someone, you know, ask and also let someone help you. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, that's been a thing. It's like, you know, I got it. I got it. I grew up seeing two, my parents really, you know, just work really, really hard. So that was a really good trait. And I took that and then I went with that. And then at some point, you know, I needed help. And I, it, you know, life will make it clear to you when you do, if you, if you haven't already, if it hasn't already, <laughs> but trust me, it's going to happen. You're like, oh, oh, I thought that, no, no, please, please help me. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then I have to, something, you got to really just disarm yourself to, to receive the help, you know? It is a very humbling experience. That's for sure. Yeah. That's why I'm so glad my... <laughs> I'm just when I, as I continue as a recording artist, I'm just super grateful that my first song was called "Hold Me." Uh huh. Like, hold <laughs> me, please. Like, can you hold me? You know that, like that. This is everything you know in my life right now. I, I sing it to it, my son, to my wife, oh. to God. You know, to my fans. You know, that's it's just everything that I want to say hold me. I mean, don't, we all, we all really want to say that at some point. I was going to say, we all like low key just want to be held. Yeah, Pam. <laughs> I mean, if we're honest, like that's what it is. That's what it is. So yeah. yeah, there's no one out there that like, is like, oh man, it's really a bummer being little spoon. <laughs> like this is just not, yeah, no. no yeah. Oh, well, I think that that's a beautiful note to uh, to end on because I'm like, what could you say past that? You want to share your art and be held. I'm like, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> share your heart and be held. Why not? Exactly. Why not both? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you've been so generous with your time. I really appreciate it. I've enjoyed talking to you, Pam. Thank you again for listening to this episode of Why Not Both. If you liked what you heard, please make sure to like us and subscribe to us on your preferred podcast platform. You can also come hang out with us on social media. We are at WNB the podcast, both on Instagram and on Twitter. This season, we are brought to you by Under the Radar magazine. Under the Radar is a nationally distributed print, music, and entertainment magazine and website. You can find them at www.undertheradarmag.com and feel free to support them on Patreon. 
Extra special thanks to our producer, Laura Studeris, who is literally a rock star. Thanks again, and I look forward to seeing you next episode. Thank you.